Welcome to another episode of Game Week 39. My name is Katuchoroshon Matiza. And you know, as usual, I'm with my co-host, Marangira Makanya. Mario, what's up? And uh, we're in Game Week 39 world. Back with another one, hot and fresh, of another Game Week. Let's get it. Uh, you know what it is, you know what it is. And yeah, as promised, uh, we bringing you a guest, uh, as we always do. Uh, uh, except with uh, you know the exceptions of uh, the previous game week, but uh, in this episode we have Brian Brian Mabunga. Yo, bro, what's happening? Hi, nothing much, man. Just yeah, pure excitement <laughs> about the upcoming game week. <laughs> uh, I think that's a bit of a lie, dude, because uh, pure excitement <laughs> about the next game week. While we have one more game where you have triple captain Haaland. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you want him to do magic tonight. Eh? Um, you know, I'm, I'm the way I'm so. I don't know, man. The way I'm so annoyed that he did nothing mm. already. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> brave I'm, move, brave I'm, move, brave move. No, the thing about uh, the move I made, I knew it was stupid because well, City are not doing great, mm. but that's why I made it because I thought, okay, they're not doing great and they're facing two big sides. The big players are gonna show up, you yeah, know. Yeah. So that's why I did it. And last time, Holland scored a hat trick against United and what, like two assists. At the very least, I expected a goal. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll see, we'll see. So far, he gave us two points. Uh, so for you, I mean, you're sitting on six points. For most of us who nope. captained him, we are on four points, and uh, that currently puts you on thirtieth position in our mini league. Uh, with 47 points uh, and as mentioned you triple captain Ireland uh, looking to take advantage of the double game week and he still has a fixture tonight against Tottenham so we'll see how that goes but uh, Mario bringing you into this uh, just a reflection of uh, this game week that's still ongoing uh, we did see that Man United did manage to beat Manchester City was that a result that you were expecting? Um, I can't say it was necessarily the result I was expecting um, I did see the run of form that City was in wasn't uh, so impressive, having been uh, handed a back-to-back defeat. So I didn't expect them to lose to, to, to Man United. I expected a draw, exciting game, but a draw. It was exciting at the end. Bruno and Rashford made sure of that. Uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a fair result but not what everyone expected, seeing as I'm sure Alan was probably the most captain uh, player again this game. Yeah, yeah, no, 100. I'm sure you regret not keeping your armband on Rashford, no? Yeah, no, I'm kind of regretting not uh, just letting it sit on Rashford. Uh, but then after his performance yesterday, I kind of regret shipping out Bruno Fernandes uh, this game week rather and bringing in uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Hectic, hectic, hectic. Yeah, I no. think that was, that was probably a worse move yeah, for me no, for than sure. uh, taking the sure. arm band off fresh. For sure. Um, Brian, I mean, uh, moving on to another interesting headline was uh, Brighton continuing continuing to, to rub uh, you know, salt into that Liverpool wound. Um, we've, 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 been, we've been performing really badly this season. And every time, you know, as a fan, you think things are about to turn around, things are going to turn around, the guys are going to, you know, and it's not happening. Um, your thoughts on that game? Uh, where do you think we're going to end up this season? Um, 
I mean, I don't know. Liverpool right now is a wild card. Um, first of all, it was the first time I've ever seen them being outplayed by a side that's not in the top six. By outplayed, I mean, like, there was literally, it was not a matter of an underdog had a good game. It was men versus boys. Um, <laughs> no, the every, in every department, dominated from position, chances created, interception, everything. So I don't think that kind of performance is going to happen again. I, I think Klopp himself said that's the worst performance he's ever seen from his Liverpool side. Yeah, and um, I mean, Jota's coming back. Uh, he's going to be a different dynamic and um, he's going to take pressure off someone like, you know, Nunez. And um, your midfield, man, this this kid, this new kid, um, what's his name? This, this new youngster. The one that we brought in now? No, uh, no not Cody Gekko. Elliot, Harvey Elliot uh, or Cavallo? No, no, no. No, he played against uh, Wolves in the Cup. Um, he's not a regular. Mm, ooh, is it, uh, I think, uh, a Duke or something? Oh, no, no. There, there was this, uh, I forgot his name. I forget his name. I'll, I'll just uh, be, uh, probably check him as we, as we go on, but yeah. Yeah, in midfield, you, you I mean, you have a hidden gem. Um, so that, so, you know, with the recent performance of your usual suspects there in midfield, if that kid continues this performance, I mean, the performance performance that he had, then, yeah, Liverpool can, you know, have a turnaround. I, I think you guys... I mean, there's 19 games to go. Mm. Uh, no, still a long way to go. Uh, still a long way to go. Anything can still happen. And, yeah, and when you still have the likes of Gagpo to, to hit the ground, I mean, to start, and Jota coming back, and Salah, you know, he's, he's, he's hot and cold at the moment, but he will have a consistent run. So, no, I wouldn't... I don't know where Liverpool will finish, but I don't think it will be outside of the top five. Okay, I think you're referring to Dope, no? He plays on the, yeah. on the right. Oh. Mm. No, no. Um, and then Morangi, Chelsea, uh, you guys did manage to uh, secure a 1-0 win against uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, was that an, was it like, did you see an improved p- performance uh, from you guys there? Yeah, hey, it was a bit of a nervy performance. Um, let go of a couple of chances that should have been put away earlier. So, yeah, um, I think we could have done better. I'm glad we got the win. Maybe it'll pick up momentum for our team. Did you not have Thiago Silva at some point uh, in your team? Uh, I see your backline consisted of Koulibaly at the back uh, from uh, the Asun, uh, so the, from the Chelsea assets. Um, I had um, I had uh, Rhys James, who I took out and I replaced for Koulibaly once he got injured. Uh, good thing for me in that double game, Koulibaly scored a goal, even though Chelsea was unable to keep a clean sheet. Gave me a 10. Uh, but then, yeah, um, Chelsea's defence hasn't been reliable so far. I was hoping for a resurgence, since I went with the double and I saw the game week. But uh, I think a couple of players are getting back to fitness. I saw Reese James and Chowala training with the team. Um, there's that new signing, Medrock. Is it Medrock? Medrock. I just do not pronounce the, 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 the Ukrainian. 
Mudrik. Yeah, Mudrik, I think that's it. Uh, the new hundred million uh, pound signing. So yeah, it's quick. So so so, uh, yeah, he's faster than Mbappe. Is, is that is that, yeah. is that one of like his highest qualities? Uh, his pace. His pace and his apparently pace and has raw talent uh, with dribbling past players. So the but is is he is risky in that sense because, like you said, he's not very found. He's got raw talent. Like in the Champions League, he's the second most dispossessed player. Exactly. You know, that's that's um, the statistic that was really standing out uh, when he was uh, being uh, spoken about. Yeah, yeah no, but then uh, obviously it's easy to be the second most dispossessed player if you're the most creative player in one of the weaker teams in the Champions League. Pelé are playing the top of the top and they get yeah. uh, long layoffs in between uh, Ukraine games, especially with what happened with Ukraine and Russia. Uh, dismantling uh-huh. a lot of uh, teams last year, the Ukraine teams playing in the in the Champions League. So yeah, it's an easy stat to look at and say it might be a red flag, but I mean, it's the Champions League. If I would understand if it was the Ukrainian league, but if it's the Champions League, no, where the where? It's not sorry. a red flag. It's 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 something to look. It means that he tries a lot of things, you know, and the the fact that he's raw. Is actually quite exciting because, like you said, in the Premier League, in a team like Chelsea, he's going to have more space when they're busy tracking other talents. Exactly. Uh, on the pitch. He's going to have more space to, well, to think and to do um, and other more players things. to rely on. So you won't have to take on every other player because he knows uh, he's got some yeah. players next to him as well. I guess it's definitely going to be an exciting one to watch. Eh? I think. Uh, I would, I would hope that he gets uh, thrown in uh, this coming game week so that we see exactly what you guys bought there. Um, but, but Brian, looking into uh, our last point to the headlines, Tottenham losing to Arsenal, um, I'm sure that didn't necessarily come as a surprise. Um, we did uh, unpack a couple of stats uh, which uh, uh, didn't necessarily go commercial, <laughs> if you know what I mean, with the technical issues that we faced. But Kane was one of those players that, you know, was... Uh, uh, ranked high going into this game week, so I'm sure there were managers there that were expecting at least a return, but they got nothing. Um, your thoughts on that game? Um, they got nothing because Ramsdale was <laughs> the best keeper yeah, no, this 100, week. 100. Um, he made seven brilliant saves. That I mean, I, I think in terms of points, he got like 11. That's he's on my bench. 11 points. <laughs> <laughs> on and your bench, keeper, even. <laughs> he's on my bench. Yeah. And my keeper is a, is a what you Leicester keeper, obviously, and they consider it. So I think he will do something against City today, uh, especially because City are not. I mean, we don't even know what kind of defense they're going to put out. But uh, in, in about a week or two, I think they'll be more solid because now Ruben Diaz and um, who's that other one? They're now back in training. So uh, I think Laporte. those two are able, yeah, those two are able to, you know, bring calm and experience while the likes of Ake and Akanji, it depends on how well the people in front of them are doing, you know, because when those two play, Rodri has too much to do. And I think that's a problem. All right, all right. And then uh, moving on, looking into the arrows, I mean, one more game to go for Game Week 20, which is going to decide exactly where the standings sit. You have played a triple captain. Uh, I'm sure you're hoping for the best, both Kane and Haaland. Hopefully they deliver in terms of the points. 
Um, but how is it looking on your side? Is it uh, green arrows, red arrows, stalemate? <laughs> I was 29 last time, now I'm 38, so it's going down. <laughs> is it? Is it? Oh, you still have an active triple captain. You still have an active triple ah, captain. Against a guy with a question mark. Pep might not even start him today. He's been shocking for the past how many weeks now. So I wouldn't be... It would hurt, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see... Uh, you know, the World Cup winner starting against Tottenham. And, yeah. And I wish I'll see, wish I'll see how that goes. Um, but now, looking into the point squad, um, I see that uh, Morangi on his side, he managed to, he managed to, or rather, he's currently sitting on 46 points, um, having captained Ireland with two points. Um, he didn't play any chip, uh, Morangi. We're reflecting on exactly how your game week is going. 46 points, you captained Haaland two points, and you didn't play any chip. Uh, and, and then moving on to myself, um, I'm currently sitting on 56 points, having captained Haaland as well, uh, who has just given us two points. Um, I'm not sure if I want him to actually do well tonight, given that we have players like yourself, the, uh, Brian, who we have triple captained. Um, I did make two transfers going into game week 20 where I got rid of Darwin Nunes uh, for Watkins, who only gave me one point, disappointingly. And uh, I also had Odegaard, Odegaard who actually scored quite well. And I see he's one of the most, um, uh, I would say one of the most transferred in players and uh, uh, in a lot of, you know, uh, uh, pundits who, you know, commentate on FPL, they're also talking about him as a must-have uh, given his recent performance, so I'm quite happy with that. Um, I don't know how, how's your Arsenal. How are your Arsenal assets looking there, uh, Brian? Um, I actually one of my sh- uh, players that underperformed this week is an Arsenal player because I think his his returns they, they they don't equate to the way he plays. You know, every game he keeps beating people and. Final product has got a huge question mark. Mm, this, now. this is Martinelli now. Yeah, I think the other ones, you know, the likes of um, Odegaard and Saka, they are basically, they basically hide his lack of returns <laughs> in that he is not consistent, that guy. And he is, yeah, I think I, I, hold, I held on too long. <laughs> so um, what is the plan to ship him out to get rid of Martinelli yeah I don't know um, for, for his price you know there aren't many that are that and Odegaard's price it's skyrocketing because everybody's taking him week in week out but he's a midfielder and depending on how Arsenal are playing there are, there's a certain style where He's going to be asked to drop deep or he's going to be doing nothing. So that's my fear with um, Odegaard. But for now, um, yeah, I mean, I will see after they sign Trossard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a deal that, is, gonna... that is quite uh, uh, important uh, in so many ways because mm-hmm. um, uh, looking at it from the perspective of Brighton, uh, most importantly, yeah. we know that uh, we we're going to touch on later some of the assets there. Mitoma, Mitoma is, has been uh, quite impressive and he's looking like the next big thing that is coming out from Brighton. And we know that 
um, uh, Trossard leaving, going to Arsenal, what, if that deal was to be concluded, that would mean that now Mitoma can become a regular. So I think uh, yeah. a lot is going to be be interesting to to to, to see it, how it un- unravels. Yeah. It could also mean that Martinelli will stop being a regular. So mm. that's why I'm saying mm. this whole Trossard deal will determine how I look at my Arsenal assets. Yeah. No, no, interesting. And then let's let's move on to the standout players. Um, Solimaj from uh, Brighton, uh, again. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen points. Two goals. And, yeah. It did. Yeah, uh, two goals. Goal and an assist. Yeah, and then uh, Bruno Fernandes equals him on nineteen points also, uh, from last night's game against Crystal Palace. And then that top three list of the best performing players, of course, there's still a game to play, is uh, Ward Pross. Uh, we saw he scored a spectacular free kick. Uh, he never seems to disappoint on, uh, on, on dead balls, no? <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing about the team he's playing at. If he's not getting those kind of opportunities, like dead, you know, uh, dead ball situations, then he's, he does nothing because the, yeah, the team is just... It's it's not it's not good this is Southampton Yeah, no, that is true. I feel like uh, the only way for Ward Pros to get onto the score sheet or to return any manager with FPL points is through dead balls. Uh, those ones you can almost guarantee. You can almost put anything on the fact that Ward Pros is going to score, uh, which tends to happen at least maybe uh, once in in four or three games or so. And that's a risk not worth taking. Mm, mm. All right, so I want us to look into the disappointing players that we have. Um, I, I just need to mention that I've, we... I, yeah? I already mentioned one, Martinelli. Uh, two, for me, has to be Haaland, ah, even though... Absolutely, he's on the list right there. He's, yeah, even though he still has a game today, I, 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 he was dreadful against Manchester. I mean, he got pocketed by Luke Shaw. And Luke Shaw... There, there's so many ways to play against Luke Shaw, because A... He's a fullback. B, he does not have height. A, a striker's experience, a striker's experience as Haaland should have at least at least exposed him once or twice, which he didn't. And my final player is Zaha. Okay, I saw, I saw you have him. I saw you had him on your team, uh, and he just gave you four points there. Yeah, exactly. For a double game week, I feel like, irrespective of the opponent. He should have done something. Mm, mm. And then on my side, another player that I'd actually added was was Shaw. Uh, speaking of Haaland uh, and, and Shaw, because I thought uh, a lot of managers would have expected at least a clean sheet from Man United, at least a clean sheet, uh, specifically to maybe the game against uh, Crystal Palace, which played last night, uh, where we saw that uh, spectacular strike from, I think, Olise. Um, would you agree that uh, it was also a disappointment? Yeah, I wouldn't say disappointing because, you know, he was just unlucky. Uh, let's look at, um, I mean, the, the, the City game, they didn't really put us, they weren't really a real goal threat until, obviously, Grealish scored. But that can happen. City are a good team. Against Crystal Palace, it was a dead ball. It was not in open play. During open play, I thought him and Juan Bissaka were fantastic. So... I would go unlucky rather than put him in the same bracket as your Alans and Zaha who just were not performing. Mm. But I mean, with FPL, I think we tend to really focus on returns, right? 
we give a three, three game or rather in, in, in my strategy, three games at least for like, you know, some form of a return before you can ship him out. But uh, I trust maybe, you know, going into the Arsenal game, uh, United might keep a clean sheet. I think they're quite solid. I don't know. Um, Arsenal could also keep a clean sheet. Uh, no, maybe. they're not going to keep hmm. They're not going to keep a clean sheet. Uh, first Did of all, Casemiro. Not only that, we didn't have Casemiro the last game, and we were defending with. I mean, our holding midfielder was McTominay and uh, Eriksen, and uh, we were not as fluid as we are at the moment. So it's not going to be about the midfield, to be honest. It's going to be about the final third. And looking at Arsenal, what they're doing in the final third, that front three, um, if much, I mean, if Saka was on one Bissaka side, I wouldn't have a problem. But he's most likely going to face Shaw and uh, he will beat Shaw countless times, <laughs> repeatedly. So um, I wouldn't put a mention. We're going to concede, but I think also Arsenal are going to concede. I don't think they're going to keep a clean sheet. I think having a Manchester United and an Arsenal defender this coming game week it's, is going to be, be a mess. risk. Yeah, I know. I agree. I think I agree. Um, so I will have put Luke Shaw maybe on a three-game run uh, without uh, decent uh, returns. Uh, uh, so I guess maybe qualifying uh, disappointing uh, so far. <laughs> we shall be surprised. Well, well, if he gets an assist, you know, because that, that's the thing about Shaw. His delivery is fantastic. If he gets an assist, then, you know, it might not be, even though he conceded, it might not be such a bad game. So with him, you can still put him in for that fact that he's a threat. Up front, yeah. yeah, and I mean, Veghorst, he only played his first game. Second game, he could do better and crosses from Shaw could be money. So you never know. All right, now, cool. Um, and then... I want us to move on to the buy, sell, keep, avoid segment. Uh, starting off with the guy that we did uh, touch on earlier, Mitoma. Uh, game week 20, he scored six points. Uh, he has managed to score or assist in the last three games that he has featured uh, for Brighton. Uh, he's currently valued at five million, which actually just went up uh, recently with the uh, demand uh, that he's been getting with managers bringing him in. And with that said, I mean, those managers are actually 1.7% of them. So it's quite interesting how this whole price rise works because now if the man is still sitting on it uh, on a selection rate of 1.7 and the price just goes up like that, uh, just shows you no, how, price, how, how hectic price rise, price rise goes according to performance and it gets even worse when it comes to uh, obviously managers buying him in. But uh, it's performance-based. In terms of managers coming in, in that's when it, it really, really rockets. Uh, but yeah, Mitoma, I think it's a no-brainer, considering we're facing, I mean, they're facing Bournemouth. Um, between, yeah, him and Solimarch, I, 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 I wouldn't know who to pick because due to, you know, Trossa not being there, so Limach was more advanced against Liverpool, hence the two goals and assists. So, yeah, it's one of those where if you get either one, you could score very high. But I think I would go for Solimarch because of that advanced role due to, you know, Trossard's absence. And now that Trossard's absence is going to be permanent, I think 
uh, Solimach is going to play in a more advanced role uh, moving forward. All right. So for you, Mitoma is a buy. Yeah, Mitoma is a buy. All right, all right, all right. Murangi, um, I see we have you back. Uh, we had lost you for a second there. Um, looking into Odegaard, he's second on the list of buy, sell, keep, or avoid. Um, in game week 20, he scored uh, nine points, and uh, he plays Man United and Everton after this. And uh, with the double game week in game week 23, valued at 6.8 million. Your thoughts on him? Should we be buying him if we don't have him? Should we sell? Should we keep? Or should we avoid him? Okay, I see Murangi is also having some connectivity issues. Murangi, can you still hear us uh, on your side? Yeah, Martin Odengard is my guy. Like, beginning of the season, I was one of those who tripled up on Arsenal. I had Odengard, Martinelli, and uh, Jesus. And uh, when I stopped uh, having faith in Arsenal, I let go of Jesus and Odengard, thinking the fixtures would defeat them. But clearly, Arsenal only lost one game the whole season. Uh, it seems like they can't be stopped. So... Odengard, if like I had the space and the money for him and the strategy, I'd bring him in. I'm concerned if I if actually I, I foresaw what I foresaw, I would have traded him in for Martinelli. So if you can bring him in, irregardless of four of fixtures, uh, for me to buy. They've got a double game week. I think game week 23rd, as you mentioned, uh, on the 23rd game week. As you mentioned, so yeah, it's a buy from me. Uh, 100, 100. I think uh, Mario mentioned that one with uh, uh, strong confidence. Uh, and then maybe while, while, while we still have you on a stable network there, uh, what about all the managers that still have Salah? Um, your thoughts? He's still owned by 28.9% of managers. We know that he's priced at 12.8 million. And Liverpool face Chelsea, Wolves and Everton next. Your thoughts? Buy, sell, keep, avoid? Um... I would avoid. Uh, Liverpool uh, got made into a mincemeat pie uh, by Brighton uh, this <laughs> past game week. And um, as good as Brighton is, they shouldn't be, uh, they shouldn't be beating Liverpool uh, that way. Especially a team that has been competing for the championship. There's something fundamentally and clearly wrong there. I wouldn't uh, outright invest in Liverpool assets as i wouldn't invest in chelsea assets as i say that i've got two of their defenders but yeah um liverpool chelsea uh teams to stay away from until at least they pick up some form i know you heard it was an avoid there for salah okay and then uh brian i mean the next game week is upon us uh the deadline is this saturday and uh we have some uh mouth-watering fixtures you know uh, as they like to say starting with liverpool versus chelsea and then uh, followed by arsenal and man united um where do you think you're going to be scoring points uh, looking into these fixtures none of the teams you mentioned are mouth-watering fixtures they are fantasy landmines <laughs> so fantasy I'm not landmines <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you will get nothing there, but you will feel like a lot has happened because it's just big teams. But the points returns, you're going to get nothing from those games. Um, if, for me, it's, it's, it's the Forest and Bournemouth game. Those two are, they league for fun. Uh, you know, if you have one of the strikers, I think you could score high. The, the Forest and Bournemouth game, and Tottenham as well. Uh, I think if you look at the style of play for those two teams, uh, they're going to go at each other. Um, it, it's, 
it's about physicality with them as well, particularly up front. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And the last one for me is Leicester and Brighton. Leicester, open gates. Brighton, they are not shy of getting through those gates, you know. Um, and they're also a mess. So I, you could find, you know, 3-2 type of score there. So attackers from those three fixtures, I believe, are the ones that are going to bring in a lot of returns. Not the Liverpool and Chelsea game and the Arsenal and Man United. I, at most, you're going to get one, 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 one from each player. I mean, a goal or an assist, etc. You're not going to have one standout player in either fixtures. Because with Arsenal and Chelsea... I mean, with Chelsea and Liverpool, they could be very pragmatic because they're both a mess. So they won't really attack as much as we expect. And even if they do, both of them don't have that attacking threat where they can open each other up and it's going to be high scoring. And with Arsenal and Manchester United, I mean, their defensive record over the past six games has been good. As much as we're all expecting this high-scoring game, I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal naked one one no. You know, it would actually make sense because they are both defending well. So yeah, yeah. No, uh, Marangi, do you agree that the two fixtures are actually just mouth mouth watering on on uh, on paper, um, if I can put it like that? Uh, but uh, from an FPL perspective, there's actually nothing to be earned there. Yeah, I agree with Brian. Um, two two last what fixtures, uh, but uh, on paper alone and in name and stature. Liverpool versus Chelsea probably gonna be a pragmatic game. Liverpool coming off a three 0 the drumming Brighton. I mean Chelsea just beating uh, Palace one 0 so maybe Chelsea has a little bit more confidence. I would give them a bit of an edge with the new player coming in, but. Uh, it could be a goalless draw. It could be a 1-1 draw. I don't expect too much from there. Same with Manchester United and Arsenal. I think it will be a tough game. Maybe it might turn into a City situation. Maybe it might not. Uh, but Arsenal, I give them a kind of an edge. Seeing as United is a point. So I see maybe a 1-0 Arsenal or a 2-1 Arsenal. All right, and then any other fixture? Any other fixture? Um, uh, uh, Brian did highlight quite a few. Yeah, no. Of course, um, Leeds, Brentford, that should be a, a game riddled with FPL points for managers. Uh, Bamford is just back there. Uh, Tony's fit, playing well. Um, and then there's also Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest. I think Brian mentioned that one. Um, there's Newcastle and Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace got the draw against United, but United were playful with chances, so um, Newcastle probably won't be as forgiving, uh, seeing as uh, they are in the competition for that fourth spot. Southampton, Aston Villa is also a pretty good game. Southampton picking up a nice bit of form towards the end of the towards the middle part of the season, and they are bottom, so I expect the word process, the Shea Adams, Adam Armstrong to, to, to pick up uh, points there. Uh, Ward Prowse did pretty well as well. Um, I think it was the previous game week, if I'm not mistaken. So, 
I expect them to, to continue a really good vein of form mm. in those fixtures. Any differentials? Any differentials that you could also drop while you're at it? Um, yeah, um, I would say what Prowse, Shea Adams, uh, Johnson from Nottingham Forest got a brace. Um, we've got leads. I would look at uh, Somerville, even though it's dropped in price, it's still exciting player ads and Brentford you've got Janssen you've got Tony so uh, they're not highly Tony might be the most highly owned player that I mentioned there but the rest I don't think any of them have ownerships above 10% so any managers with those players or two of those players in their team if two of those players get a haul might see a couple of green arrows this game week 21. Mm. Well, Brian, on your side, did you manage to scout any players that uh, you, you think there the might be points? Yeah. Mm. Sally March. Um, like I said, with with the way he played against Liverpool, he was more advanced because um, well, obviously there's no Trossard. So if he plays in that manner, I think he could be a problem. Um, Brighton to have an easy fixture uh, with Leicester in terms of defence. Their defence is shocking. Uh, so Soli March um, and Marenga already mentioned one, Brennan Johnson, considering he's going, I think he's going against Bournemouth, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and, United, is, um, it, is it from, from uh, Brentford? No, it's from Forest. Forest, no, from okay, Nottingham uh, Forest. Bournemouth, yeah. And, um, yeah, my last one would be uh, Leon Bailey. I, I love the way that um, this new coach is using him. Uh, he's, he's playing to his strength, and that guy in the Bundesliga was an assist or a goal merchant, and it's starting to show in the Premier League. He's starting to get into those positions, he's, and he's getting game time. I think he got a goal and an assist previous game. If I'm not mistaken, he's got 12 points. So I, if they're going up against Southampton at 4.5 million, I think he could be the differential of the week, considering his price is, is very low. And 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 what about Serge? Serge Oria? Uh, Marangi, did you want to add something there? Oh, yeah, no, I was just about to say, um, actually, Aston Villa are in a great, great uh, vein of form. I think personally from um, how they were playing before the appointment of uh, the new manager to now, he's really turned them around. So yeah, Buendia, uh, Bailey, Watkins, uh, those seem to be uh, the fav- favorites of the new manager. And they've picked up points. I think uh, for, for a day or two, Buendia and um, Bailey were both in uh, the dream team for a day or so before Solly March and um, Bruno Fernandes last night came and unseated both of them, I think. So yeah, uh, Solly March also great differential. I saw Trossard wants to go to Arsenal. Uh, they've agreed uh, terms. So Trossard at Arsenal would also be a great option, but that Brighton obviously is a great option as well. So everything Brian has said, totally agree with that. Mm, I wanted to add, um that uh, what about the likes of Serge Serge Orie um, from Nottingham uh, Nottingham Forest I, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, 
Brian is <laughs> but let's listen. Look, looking, looking at looking at his performance, game week twenty eight points. He has scored a total of twenty six points in the last three games, keeping two clean sheets in the past two games. Four point five million owned by zero point seven. And uh, I think looking at the fixtures also, I don't think uh, we could see the end of that run. Uh, your, your thoughts there, Brian? Maybe. Relegation sides, there is no run. There is no big team or small team. They could lose the plot against the small teams. Uh, it's just a risk. You can take their, their attack. It's not different. Uh, I actually think uh, Nottingham Forest uh, is actually picking up some form. Eh? Um, like I mentioned, there's a differential. Uh, Johnson has uh, got a brace uh, in the previous game. Uh, you mentioned Ori, who's been playing well, being very uh, attacking from that right-hand side. Um, I don't know so much about them keeping clean sheets, but he does seem like a threat going forward. And if the fixtures are favorable, um, we could see that run extended for a while. Because Nottingham Forest, I think, is uh, 15th right now. I'm not, I don't have the table in front of me right now. But I know that they one or two places above the drop zone uh, with one or one point or two points clear. Uh, so uh, they might uh, be picking up for me. See Fulham doing well. Uh, newly promoted South Edward. Uh, good run. Uh, they try to do well as well after starting badly. So this could be the rise of the newly promoted sides. Yeah. No, I guess uh, the managers did hear the two uh contradicting uh, opinions <laughs> one from brian saying you know don't even think about it and morangi on the other side seeing the potential um but maybe just to name the fixtures uh the next three fixtures is bonomoth uh, Leic- uh leeds and and fulham so um yeah we, we will see we'll see which of the of the analysis that you got you know might pay out um but yeah i mean we're going to the most important part captain choices captain choices have been disappointing for most managers um having captain harland and not getting anything uh, brian who should we be captaining now should we just somewhere like you know just forget default captaincy on harland um def- stick with harland uh or not you know but I, I, he will get out of the slump, and when he does, it's it's gonna be a multi. It's gonna be multiple figures, you know. It's gonna be a game where, actually, if he scores, that means that team is is struggling to deal with the movement, you know, of the front three, because that's the thing about Haaland. If they, if if the movement isn't really there, then he's he's he, he can't do anything on his own. So it becomes kind of a liability because you will have 20 touches the whole game. But if he scores one, then you know that I... If he scores in the first half, you know a second one is coming in the second half. So that's the thing about him, and that's why I would stick with him. Secondly, of course, it's Kane. Uh, I don't think he's going to go two games without a goal. And the last one for me, it's, 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 it's Nunez. Yeah, I, I know that's a bit of a shock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's a bit of a shock, but I, I'm looking. I, I I looked at Liverpool's performance versus um, what you call it versus Wolves. You were back to 
pressing from the front, which is what you haven't you hadn't been doing for like six or seven games. Like you would watch teams going straight to Liverpool's midfield, which was very odd because Liverpool don't have a midfield. And that's why, you know, we never really noticed because they press from the front. The previous game, the only reason you won it because you were doing that. Nunes has got the work ethic. He's going to do it. And his movement, I, I honestly, I honestly, I honestly, there, there is no defense in this league that can cope with Nunes' movement. His finishing can cope, <laughs> but his movement, ah, we can't. And with with Gagpo, Gagpo is going to be... Um, Gagpo is now filling that wing position. So Nunez won't have to drift to the wing too much. He's going to be getting a lot of chances in the box. He has to put one away with the amount of chances he creates for himself. He has to put one away. And apart from the Chelsea game, um, looking at Liverpool's fixtures, I I, I think he's, he's got a chance. Wolves, who we've already beaten... And um, I think after Wolves, you're facing uh, Everton, who, uh, I mean, at, at, in a derby, you're going you're gonna to go after that team. And at home, and Nunes, ha- he will do something in that game. Um, so, yeah, for me... Haaland, Kane, yeah, and Nunes. Kane, yeah, Nunes with a question mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. He, he has a triangle. He has a triangle. Um, 75% chance of playing, so... Um, uh, something to also keep in mind for for the managers. Uh, Murangi, ah, you, 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 you play. <laughs> Liverpool don't have options. You play. Murangi, your thoughts, captaincy? Um, yeah, um, the general team uh, has been kind of the winning formula. Uh, usually, when you step out of the norm, you've been punished. But yeah, Holland has cooled it a little bit. Uh, still, obviously. A threat not to camp captain anyone who's not Ireland. Uh but I think uh, this coming game week there might be some options to look at, especially with that Leeds Brentford fixture. You could go either way um, with a differential captain Bamford or Tony, um, as well as um, that uh, Brighton Leicester game. Uh, Brighton has been in uh, a rich vein of form. So the differential captain, Solimart, I think back-to-back, uh, or in the past three game weeks, he's had two double-figure hauls. Uh, Minatoma, Ferguson has been playing well. Uh, Newcastle host, I mean, he'll go away to Crystal Palace. Um, I don't know if Crystal Palace will be able to put up uh, up to the same performance they did against United, but Trippier, I think, is a good. He's always in the bonus points. High clean sheet. You saw Crystal Palace was struggling uh, to score, but then uh, De Gea did make one or two great saves. But I think uh, defensively, Newcastle has it uh, figured out a little bit more than Manchester United does. So they might just be able to keep that clean sheet, and Trippier always in the attacking returns. And then also with that Southampton, Aston Villa game, you could go either way with the differential captains. Buendia and Bailey obviously been playing very well. So Villa, Southampton, Ward Prowse, uh, Shea Adams been playing very well for those guys. So differential captains are definitely there in case Alan does blank against again against Wolves. I wouldn't captain Salah against Chelsea, even though got a good record of it uh, of the game. Uh, 
the team, the two teams. Uh, but yeah, I hope uh, Liverpool's days are over and uh, uh, Salah doing those funny celebrations at Stanford Bridge. I hope I never see another one again. Um, so yeah, I don't. I wouldn't captain any Liverpool player. I oh, know, and I think the managers heard. The managers have heard exactly um, the options they have. Uh, as the saying goes, um, they say what uh, fortune favors the brave. So I think in the past three game weeks, had you been brave enough to actually pick a different captain, you would have actually been quite far with uh, with the points. Um, but anyway, gentlemen, um, it's been a great show. Um, so we're just going to quickly look into the mini league. Uh, who's currently leading the pack? We see that Dizzle is still in the lead in Pep We Trust. Uh, and then he's followed by Keegan. And then we have an interesting contender in third position, JP, who has actually, I believe, leapfrogged um, Ryan. So um, JP with the Hooligans FC currently sitting on 190, sorry, 1,190 points. So... Um, the the top three is actually getting shaken up quite a lot uh, of late, um, but yeah, that's what we want and that's what we're all about. But uh, again, as mentioned, um, uh, if you know any managers who you think are very good, who can come and shake up the top three, uh, please invite them here. Uh, we want to see exactly how they play. Um, but uh, again, uh, as you heard from the managers, uh, or rather the analysis that you got from uh, our guest, uh, you you have to make the decisions. Uh, Deadline is actually on Saturday, uh, this coming Saturday. So there's actually not a lot of time. Uh, so the 21st, Saturday at 1 o'clock. So do remember to make sure that your team is sorted. Uh, those that have played the triple captains, <laughs> I guess they'll have to wait for us to see exactly how we play our captains or triple captains. Uh, Murangi, I don't know, when are you planning on playing any chips? You haven't played any of your chips. Uh, I'm trying to build a hard, honest base so that uh, by the time I'm in a position where the chips are able to help me gain yeah. some ground, then I'll be able to use them. Um, also, picking your time is very important, 100%. especially the chips. Mm. I understand Brian's logic behind captaining Haaland. Uh, we would have called him a hero if it paid off. So it it's, it's it could still happen. It could still happen. Risk. It's not yet over. There's still a game to go. Yeah, no, he could still return heavily in Brian's favor, but obviously he was looking uh, at double fixture returns and mm, not single fixture mm, returns. 100%. So it's all just about uh, picking your moment. Um, obviously, a lot of teams still have double, double game weeks to go. Uh, World Cup has made it congested. And also a lot of teams did blank uh, before the World Cup break, uh, blank game weeks, which we're seeing come out now. So... Uh, bench boost, triple captains, free hits, always best used uh, when the fixtures are aligned. Mm. And then, Brian, on your side, last words um, with the triple captain going into Tottenham? I hope he scores. <laughs> <laughs> How many goals? How many goals are you hoping that uh, Lance scores? Hat trick. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna Hat trick be... minimum. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I think there are quite a, a couple of managers that I know that have actually played the triple captain. So I guess it's all the best to all of you guys. Uh, but yeah, from here, uh, or rather from us here uh, to you guys, uh, we can say uh, good luck for the next game week. And uh, hopefully it turns out as you have planned. Um, and yeah, we shall catch you guys in the next episode. Right, cheers. Cheers.